Hot 1027 Business with Nzinga. All right, thanks for staying with us on Hot Business. We have been, throughout the course of January, speaking to our very smart guests about what may be happening in 2024. Not always easy when you look at the many moving parts uh, that make up the South African economy, both the local and global factors. But let's chat to Brian Thomas, who's the manager of Amplify SCI Balance Fund. Brian, thanks for your time on Hot Business this evening. Just explain to me how you think the investment environment in 2024 is going to look like and what's going to affect it. Good evening, Zinga. Thank you for having me. It's great to be on your show. Um, yeah, we spent a lot of time thinking about uh, the investment universe into 2024 and where to invest the money in this balanced fund that uh, that we managed. And what we look for is positive risk-adjusted returns. What that means is where you get a good return for a decent amount of risk or a lowish amount of risk. And actually where we think some of the best risk-adjusted expected returns into 2024 are is in South African fixed income instruments or put another way, South African government bonds. They mm-hmm. yield environment around about uh, 11.5%. So if you just hold the bond from now until the end of the end of the year, you will receive a, a yield of about 11.5%. Um, and if you think inflation is running probably 5 or 6%, you're going to beat inflation by holding that bond. And we also think that there's potential for a bit of capital appreciation in that bond. And as a result, um, probably can generate around uh, around a 15% return mm-hmm. over the year. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and what, what do the international and local factors do to income, to assets like the ones that you've spoken about, the government bonds, and also when it comes to the investing environment in South Africa? So the, the international markets always have a very big uh, impact on, on South Africa. There's an there's age-old saying that if uh, the international uh, markets uh, catch a cold, we'll catch the, we'll catch the flu. So the, the price of money is set by international markets and impacts what happens in, in South Africa. Um, when we look at the investments of this, uh, of this balance fund that we run, we've got to evaluate whether we invest in South African assets or offshore assets. A critical determinant is the value of those different different assets. Now, we see international assets as looking slightly expensive relative to domestic assets. And as a result, our asset allocation is more to domestic assets than it is to international assets at this, uh, mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's still value in South Africa uh, and there's still money to be made in South Africa. Most, yeah, yeah, most definitely. I mean, we get uh, we get quite depressed sometimes when we think about what's going on from an economic perspective in South Africa. But we're actually very fortunate. If you look at the Johannesburg Stock Exchange, it's not just a representation of what goes on in, in South Africa. It has various other assets that are listed on the, on the exchange. We've got some wonderful companies that aren't actually just dancing to the heartbeat of what's going on in South Africa. They've got a true international dimension to them, and there's some good value in those assets too. Mm-hmm. Where else can you get value, Brian? Well, one of the areas where the fund is quite highly exposed is in the likes of Nusperson Process. Now, uh, your listeners might be aware that they had a tough time in December with some draft gaming regulations that uh, that came out in um, in China, and and we think that both of those stocks overreacted as a result of the. The, the downdraft that happened in Tencent on those uh, on those draft gaming regulations. And when these things happen and markets overreact, it's our job as professional investors out there to look deeply into those those businesses, to understand the value drivers, and if we believe there's value to, to own those stocks. So uh, at the moment, our fund has quite a large exposure to, to process. 
in the South African universe, we think some of the South African banks are trading are trading pretty cheaply. They're very well provisioned for any potential bad debt issues that uh, um, that may happen in in time, and offer you a nice dividend yield too. So it's a dividend yield, cheap assets, and very well biz- run businesses that we are in- interested in owning. Something that's become uh, quite in flavor in South Africa is retail investing, looking at small caps as well. What do you make of both? Yeah, we, we look at small caps um, and we are a smaller manager, so we're able to own some small caps in our in our funds. Um, retail investing is a, is a difficult thing to, to do for, you know, when you're talking about retail, I, I presume you're talking about the man on the street going and investing in, in a stock exchange. Mm-hmm. You really need some knowledge to be able to, to do it. So I would always recommend that you you look at investing in a fund that is diversified amongst a group of assets rather than just going and punting on something that you hear on the soccer field or at the pub or where, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Generally, start off investing through a, uh, a, a through, a, through a, a balanced type of fund and then think about as you grow your knowledge, um, look to invest on your on your own. But it is something where you need knowledge, you need experience, don't just go on the punt from the guy that you that speaks the loudest to you at the pub. Yeah, that's very good advice. And it's no longer just in the pub, Brian. You know, there's people online on Twitter, especially who will be like, "Oh, I know how to make you so much money. Only you follow these tips, buy my course, and you know." Um, yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so we were talking about how global factors impact us, but local ones as well are going to affect us and our money and our investments. Just talk to me about you know, things like load shedding, uh, things like our interest rates. How do those affect what happens to the money that we end up investing? Yeah, they, those things are very impactful on a lot of uh, a lot of what goes on in the the investing world. So clearly, companies are impacted by by load shedding. I mean, a good example is uh, a particular retailer that might be having to run fridges um, overnight through load shedding, and as a result, use um, a lot of diesel to run those fridges. Those can those can impact significantly on the profitability of those businesses. You need to understand those drivers behind the businesses. Mm-hmm. And then the price of money is is interest rates. When when the when the uh, um, South Africa Reserve Bank puts up interest rates, what they're trying to do is constrain spending. They're trying to constrain con- constrain spending in the economy and constrain inflation in the same at the same time. And that's why we feel the pinch. When uh, um, when they do incre- increase interest rates, because you have to pay more on your car, more on your mortgage, so those things also impact what we would refer to as the top line, the revenue that uh, the companies in South Africa generate. That's why I say it's not a, a simple thing to just go out there and you know listen to that Twitter feed as you were saying. You need to really be factoring all of these things into the analysis that you do at a company level as to whether that company is going to offer value now and into the future. And how do you determine that, Brian? I know that uh, you're holding Zeta, Sun International. Like, w- what makes you say, okay, this is going to have that future that you're talking about? Yeah, we, we actually don't own Zeta or Sun International. So, oh, okay. Well, let me see if my producer after the show. <laughs> your, your producer, maybe it's another, maybe it's another manager. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that owns those. Sun International is actually an interesting, interesting business and one that we we have looked at quite closely. Mm. You know, Recovery in the recovery in tourism. The central thing that we are looking at in in businesses is we're looking at what those businesses are going to earn this year, next year, the following years, and the years after that. It's the discounted earning stream that makes up the value of a business. So over over time, 
So we're looking for companies that have reasonably predictable, stable earning streams over time. And then we call, we, we've put what we call a multiple on, the, on that earning stream. And when you put a multiple, so X times the earnings that they, they, uh, they, they are going to make should be equivalent to the, to the share price. Mm-hmm. You've got a company that's going to earn 10 Rand in a, in a year's time and you put a five times multiple on it, should be trading at 50 Rand. Is that 10 times a fair multiple for the, um, for, for the company? Well, sorry, is that five times a fair multiple for the company is what, what one needs to evaluate. And you're able to, at a very simple level, just for the, the radio show that we're talking at, on at the moment, one is able to evaluate one company relative to the rest, to the other companies based on those multiples. Brian Thomas, thank you so much for your time, taking a look ahead at investing in 2024 and what to think about. He's a manager of the Amplify SCI Balance Fund. Appreciate your time tonight. Thank you, Zinger. All right. When we come back, we'll be taking a look at what's moving the markets locally and internationally. Do stay with us on Hot Business here on Hot 1027. Hot 1027 Business with Enzinger.